Hey guys, welcome back to the Bottom Dollar Podcast. We're back. Uh, it's been kind of a while, um, kind of spotty mm. here. You know, whatever. We may be here one week, we may not be. Um, it's February 23rd. We'll record when we so, want to record. What, 41, I think? 41, 42. Yeah, somewhere in the 40s, I think. Um, we haven't been consistent with this. There's a few reasons why. Um <laughs> Rachel's having some complications with the pregnancy. Baby's fine. Rachel's fine. But she's going through something called preeclampsia. Preeclampsia. I just say preeclampsia because it flows better, but it's actually preeclampsia. Yeah. I don't, I don't, anyway, even, it's, I don't even try to say it. It's basically like high blood pressure and um, swelling of the feet and stuff like that that could be harmful to the baby. Um, so that's been fun. Um, last week was a combination of Rachel was in the hospital for. Wednesday night, Thursday, and then half of Friday. And then Matt went to Dallas for whatever reason, because he's gay. Hockey game? Excuse me. Um, hockey is not gay? No, hockey's not gay. You're gay. Um, <laughs> so off. there's been that. Um, I was actually in the hospital this week. Nobody knows this. Dakota knows this now because she was over at the house earlier. I heard a rumor. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I was in the hospital. Uh, I've been having issues with what myself, Rachel, and even my parents thought was like gallbladder issues. Yeah. Um, went to sleep. I woke up, well, it was from about two to four 30. Um, I was in the worst pain that I've ever felt in my life. Huh? AM? AM. Okay. Yes. Uh, worst pain I've ever felt in my life. What day was this? Monday. Monday night. Something like that. (laughs) That long pause is David staring at the corner. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was... (laughs) Let's see, not Monday night. NBA came back last night, which was Thursday. <laughs> when you're dating shit off dude, the NBA yeah, games. I have to. Um, Either way, you were in the hospital. Yeah, dude. I, was, I, like, I don't like to go to the hospital first off just because. No, fuck that. Um, I'm good. Uh, we tried to deal with it at the house. Rachel had some Lord tabs that were left over. So I went ahead and popped some of those. Didn't help whatsoever. So ended up going to the hospital. Uh, got the first IV that I can remember. Um, I've, th- that's how little I go to the hospital. Yeah. I, if I don't have to go, I'm not trying to go. Um, so did that. They pumped me with some drug that Rachel was like, oh, my God, that's what we give to dying people at hospice. And then uh, we told Dakota, and she goes, oh, my God. Yeah. It, I felt fine It's with probably it. the stuff Dakota gets that she hates. Uh, it's the stuff that she's not allowed to get anymore. She told us that she's allergic to it. Yeah. Um, uh, the first time she got that, I can't remember what it was called, but it, like, fucked her up so bad she couldn't even... Like, <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> funny, but then she came up allergic to it the next time, which is weird, but she basically acted... She said she thought she was dying when they gave it to her. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't feel... I felt, I felt totally fine. Well, she said her chest got really heavy. She was basically having to think about breathing. Apparently. Oh, see, no. Mine was good. My Like, my head got heavy, and I felt very in and out of it. told Rachel, I was like, we need some of that shit for the house, just whenever I start feeling like (laughs) shit. Um, So, yeah, that was... That's why it's not at the house. I thought that the... uh, I thought getting the IV was going to affect me more, because I I hate needles. Yeah. Not many people really understand that, because (laughs) I've got tattoos all over my arm. It's a little bit different, um, but I I absolutely hate needles. So, even, like... I don't know if you've seen, like, Axel's... Uh, yeah, can't stand needles, dude. Really? Even that small? Yes. Yeah. Huh. Can't, st- like... That's weird. Stephanie, whenever I'd sit next to her and she had to do uh, her insulin shots. Yeah. Couldn't watch because I don't like needles. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Can't Which st- yeah. I assume her needles are as long as the ones we use for Axel. I don't think they're quite as long. Hers... Well, uh, Axel's are the... No. Axel's are the... Oh, uh, the shortest ones. 
Yeah, hers are a little bit longer. Pretty sure his are the shortest ones you can possibly get hmm. for insulin. Yeah, I hate needles. Didn't even feel it. I looked away <laughs> the whole time, um, and I didn't even realize. They gave me, like, three different medications, stuff like that. And yeah. I thought whenever she was doing the last one, she was starting on the first one. Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing your veins are better than Dakota's. Every time she goes in, you've seen her arms. Yeah. They have to stick her like five times. Yeah, well, apparently the lady went searching for my vein. Ooh, I didn't look at it. That's the one thing. Like that. Whenever I was a kid, first time I ever got shots that I can remember, my dad was like, listen, it's not that big of a deal. Just wiggle your toes and you'll be fine. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> ever been told this, but uh, wiggle your toes. So I was like, what? I blew my mind. Like, we're sitting there going. I'm sitting there wiggling my toes and stuff. Uh, and I guess it's just something that, fuck, he might have made it up. I don't know. But it's something that he told me to keep my mind off of what's going on in my arm. Think about wiggling your toes and you won't think about it. <laughs> so even then, like, the whole time I was just kind of wiggling my toes or whatever and just looking at the wall. Yeah. Didn't feel anything. Rachel said that whenever she stuck me, she had to move it around and, like, blood was everywhere. That's funny that you thought back to your childhood. Always. <laughs> it's like... Um, Got a bruise. Yeah, you yeah. can't even hard. I mean, that's minor though. This is like that's, three days later. That's a typical IV yeah. bruise, it, though. It didn't bruise like Rachel's bruise is bad, but yeah, I, it's something I always do. Anytime I'm in pain or I'm trying to like, I do it all the time. Whenever I we used to go to the orthodontist, yeah, I'd sit there, my fucking toes would be wiggling the whole goddamn time. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if it's if if it's something that's actually true or if it's just something that my dad told me. Um, but yeah, it's. It's, I mean, if it works, it works. Yeah, I, I don't know if it works or if I just have a higher pain tolerance than I think. The only time I've ever had an IV that I can remember, uh, I had meningitis when I was like five. Ooh. Yeah, and they had needles in me and fucking like every vein they could get. I, I remember this like a five-year-old does, you know, mm-hmm. where I thought I had needles like in the middle of my back and fucking all over my hands and shit. But I was actually talking to my mom about this. Uh, They had a couple in my hands, and then I thought I had IVs in my back, but what it actually was was I remember them giving me a spinal tap. Ooh. (laughs) I didn't realize that they did that until my mom told me like a month Hmm. ago. And I was like, oh, that's what I remember. That's weird. But uh, weird shit, you know. See, and I think part of my fear of like uh, um, IVs and stuff, before I got the, the tiger on my forearm, I mean, you still might be able to see part of it. Oh, that no, big not, scar? Yeah, well, not the scar. The scar is from Renna Center. That's just from a bed friend. Um, <laughs> there was a little red mark. It was like a, it was like a, a, a dash. Yeah. And uh, I was told that whenever I was a baby, that's where it came from. Is they gave me an IV uh, for the first few months of me being alive. They had me on like a ventilator and stuff because I had allergy reactive asthma. Um, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. So they had to give me IVs and stuff, and that mark has been there for my whole life. And it started on my hand, and obviously, it was, was like, it grow. like the tape? I, I don't know if it was the tape or if it was from them actually sticking me. Huh. I wasn't really told, but I was told that's like I called it my birthmark. wasn't technically a birthmark, but yeah. um, I think that had me thinking like, "Yo, IVs suck." And even have, Rachel complains about them all the time. Have you ever broke anything? Any bones? <laughs> no, nah, dude. Any scar or any uh, like stitches and stuff? Nope. Really? Yeah. You've never had any of that? No staples? Nope. <laughs> I don't know if y'all can hear it, but David's knocking the shit out of this table right yeah, now. Yeah, knocking on wood every time. That's crazy. I can't. Yeah, dude. Especially to be a, a a boy, period, growing up, but especially going through all the places you've been. Yeah. The one time I thought that I was going to need stitches, I got hit. We were having a, a dirt clawed war, so we called them. <laughs> Someone threw a rock, and it hit me in the forehead. Yeah. And uh, Oh, that's what that giant. No. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> there's like dents in my forehead from a rock, and then I ran into a corner two really? or three times of the house. <laughs> And they're metal in military housing. So mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I got hit in the forehead with a rock. And for people that don't know, like because of how thin the skin is on your forehead, you bleed like a fucking pig. Yeah. So I got hit and I was wearing an orange shirt. And Looking like, like a UFC fight. It was like a tie-dye shirt. Like the first ha- or the top half of it was all red. <laughs> and uh, I was, um, you know, got carried back up to the house and my parents are freaking out. And I was like, I don't want to go to the hospital. They're going to be stitches. And I was freaking the fuck out. They didn't do anything. They just stopped the bleeding. And then that was it. Man, I've had, let's see, this part of my hand. This should have been stitches. This had stitches. Uh, I had. That's pointing. That was just his hand, by the way. <laughs> one hand, I've yeah. got three spots that should have stitches. Um, it's funny. I fell, the when I was younger, I fell under a chain link fence and it, it cut the back of my hand and it's a big horseshoe scar now and now it's uh it goes from my two middle knuckles is about Mm. the size of the horseshoe uh when it happened it was my entire backhand it was freaking crazy it was huge and that was uh that was stitches i've never broke anything that i know of i have tore my acl and all that crap or whatever i've done to it shredded it yeah my knees fucked but um on my middle finger on my left hand it's only my left hand. I never really do anything in my right hand because, well, <laughs> no, it's the important one, right? <laughs> every time I've ever cut or hurt my left hand, it's generally because whatever's in my right hand uh-huh. did it. Um, but I got my middle finger stuck in a door and it ripped it open. Uh-huh. It's it's in a horseshoe shape, nope. oddly enough. Hard pass. This other one on my pointer finger, I was cutting something with a knife mm-hmm. and I basically scalped my finger. Good Lord. Uh, I didn't go get stitches for that, and I needed it because it's still screwed up from it. But um, when we were younger, because my grandparents had all that land and all the junk and crap, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember which one did it. Darren or Justin uh, picked up a piece of tin. We were down back uh, messing around with some junk, and one of my brothers picked up a piece of tin, and it cut my cheek. And it bled like crazy, man. And I think I had like three stitches in it. It wasn't like a whole lot, but I remember them sewing that. That was real no, weird. Hard pass. Because uh, they had the paper on my face and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what it is. Basically like a wax paper that they put around it. But <laughs> pretty crazy. Um, another time, I should have got stitches probably. We were playing soccer at my friend's house. And it was like middle of the night, like pitch black. All we had was... You know, like the lights that are outside of every house. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of light. Yeah. Well, me and a kid ran into each other, and I thought that I was... Uh, we hit. I hit my eyebrow on him. I don't know what I hit on him, <laughs> but um, I thought that I was just sweating. It was like midsummer, you know, yeah. middle of the night. And <laughs> apparently I got under the light enough, and my entire face was just covered in blood. Like, Good Lord. I don't know how much blood was on me, because obviously I couldn't see, but yeah. I'd been wiping it off for a good 10 minutes. And we were still running around playing and stuff, you know. So your heart's still pumping? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my friend's mom, they obviously the friends saw it, and they ran in and told the mom. And she freaked out and was, like, trying to take me to the hospital and stuff. And that, we ended up not going. It's too late at that point. Yeah. I might have a scar from it. I'm not sure. I don't really pay attention anymore. But that was that was probably the most I've ever bled that I know of. (laughs) That was freaking God, I couldn't have been I was maybe junior high at that time. But I mean, just imagine like a a gash in your eyebrow and, and then running around with it for 
a few few minutes. Probably looked like a UFC fight. <laughs> Just fucking blood everywhere. Which when I cut my hand uh, with the knife, I did it when I was uh, living over at the at the other house, and I walked inside and told Dakota, I was like, "Hey, Dakota, um, can you come here for a second? Because I was oh, obviously Lord. trying not to freak her out. And she's got her back to me sitting on the couch and she sticks her hand up. She's on the phone and was like, gave me like the be quiet, you know, hand mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was like, well, fuck. So I just walk into the other house uh, to her mom and, <laughs> and I'd left a damn blood trail the entire way. You could, <laughs> I was bleeding that bad. She probably ran in like, what the fuck happened? When, when she figured out what I'd done, she freaked out, you know, yeah. but we'd already got it uh, subdued more or less. Yeah. But. I don't know. See, I've that's never... why I can't, like, telling people, you tried to do the right thing, like, let them know but be calm about it. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, whenever we found out that she was being referred to a high-risk doctor in Oklahoma City, uh, gets off the phone with our doctor, immediately starts crying. I understand. That's, that's kind of scary and stuff. Then uh, she's like, well, I'm just going to go lay down. You yeah. Know, she's been on bed rest for her. So she goes and lays down, and then I hear her talking on the phone. She called her mom and is, like, bawling her eyes out. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, so then I go in there and I'm kind of standing next to her. And, you know, obviously Rachel's crying. And then I can hear her mom crying. I'm like, after she got off the phone, I was like, I'm going to tell everyone else that, you know, what happened. That way they don't freak out. (laughs) It it was just, I was like, what are you, that doesn't make any sense. Well, Dakota, um, you know, she came over to y'all's house today to pick some stuff up. And she said that you two had been in the garage loading stuff up mm-hmm. and then y'all walk in the door and Rachel and her mom are standing in there crying. <laughs> oh, was, really? Yeah. She was like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I didn't know they were crying. Oh, Dakota said they were I, obviously, but yeah. it was just funny. Like, yeah. What do you do in that circumstance? Hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> you can't really like, do much, I guess. Well, if you don't know the story, you're like, Oh yeah. Fuck. I'm see you guys later. Like, yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Crazy, crazy days. Yeah, man. Seems like in y'all's house here lately. Yeah. Sucks, though. Because, like, at the beginning, everything was great, you know? Y'all didn't have any real problems or Yeah. It all started, um, well, we had a scare where there was a little bit of bleeding in December. And then in January is whenever, like, she started to have, like, she had chest pains. Yeah. They gave her steroids. And then those steroids caused her blood sugar levels to go up. So they thought that she had, um gestational diabetes turns out that wasn't true (laughs) and then she goes back in whenever uh they find that her um like she had chest pains and um her heart rate or her blood pressure was high yeah they put her on blood pressure medication like just a whole bunch of (laughs) shit man uh just sucks it sucks completely well and it sucks that uh like rachel's like man you know i don't know what i could have done and it's like, well, you couldn't have done anything. You know, this stuff happens. Yeah. And the doctor kind of told us that today, too. She was like, you know, there's people that go in there, and they're the healthiest person that you can imagine, and they still run into issues. Like, pregnancy does does stuff to the body that you wouldn't imagine. It's like part of that is blood pressure. Part of it could be gestational diabetes. Like, you can't avoid everything. You can try to do whatever you want, but it doesn't guarantee that everything is going to be perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, with that – like Dakota's Dakota was a really good pregnant from what mm-hmm. Vicky says. Dakota was a pretty good pregnancy, no problems at all. And then Cameron 
was like five weeks early. Yeah, like five weeks preemie. Heard that story today. And then Vicky's blood pressure has been fucked up the rest of her life. Vicky's had super high blood pressure. No, don't tell Rachel that. <laughs> Rachel, don't listen to this. Part. Rachel's like she's going worst case scenario, and I understand it. Like you want to see what's out there, but uh, definitely. I I don't like seeing worst case scenario type stuff because I'm not in y'all's situation. No, you know, not pass. with a kid and you know all that involved. Yeah. If it was just me, like when my knee. When I heard about all my knee, or when I hurt my knee and everything, I was like, "What's worst case? You know, what's the worst yeah. case? What can I do? What's this going to do to me?" But uh, when it comes to a kid and stuff, obviously, I guess you got to prep for worst case, but you don't necessarily want to even know for worst case. Yeah, I wouldn't think. But yeah. ah, fuck it's that. It's been fun. So much fun. <laughs> Side note: uh, I talked to my mom today, and. Uh, for people that haven't heard it, Jack is named after my grandfather. Um, it's her dad. And uh, he died on April 24th, which it, Jack's due date was April 22nd. So yeah. we're like, oh, that'd be kind of cool, like the day that he died. Maybe Jack's born on, you know, the day that he died. Just kind of a, a weird, especially because we're naming him after him. Um, yeah. Turns out that uh, my grandfather's birthday is March 14th. They're looking to get us to 35 weeks which would be the week of March 14th. Really? Yeah. So another weird thing. It's Pregnancy has <laughs> been weird, man. I don't think we're having another one, honestly. <laughs> I'm being dead serious. No, I don't blame you. This many problems yeah. and, and scares. Yeah, and, and, and the doctor just... was like, oh, well, you know, sometimes your second pregnancy is just fine. It's not, you know, it, it's just crazy things happen. It's like, yeah, but we don't want to have to worry about this possibly happening a second time. So um, – We'll probably call it quits after this. Yeah, I on don't babies, know. not on each other. Just to clarify there. <laughs> See you later, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks it. for the kid. Good luck. Speaking of kids, uh, terrible transition. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Terrible. Uh, how about all these? Well, first off, one school shooting. The one one school shooting. Uh, fucking terrible. Yeah, down in Parkland, Florida. Um, so here's the thing, man. Uh, that could have and should have been avoided. If yeah. you look at all the – there was – first, there were several calls about this specific student. The student was expelled um, last year. He would – the staff was told not to let him on campus with a backpack because they were they found bullets in his backpack the previous year and stuff like that. Like, signs were there. He was definitely a, a risk. Yeah, nobody followed up with it. Um, the fact that he wasn't um, taken inpatient because apparently – uh, in December, I believe, December or November, they had talked about he was in, like, the school counselor's office because he tried to kill himself by drinking gasoline. Good God. Like, crazy shit like that. Something else that I saw, um, it's, uh, I believe it's Broward County um, in Florida, which is the sheriff's office that responded. And they're the ones that have, like, the um, the school officer there or whatever, the, the student or school resource officer. Yeah. Um, who didn't do anything. Um. Why didn't he? I don't. Well, I don't have very much backstory to this at all. So basically, he was there. Um, he didn't go into the building at all. Um, he, he was armed. He's a police officer. So he didn't go in to defend, or he was just chilling. Like he didn't go in at all. There was no reports of like shots fired. Nothing. Oh, okay. He didn't. He did not go in. He heard the shots, but didn't go in. That's um, weird. Let me see this real quick. Was he being like a a pussy about it or? Was he like taking he, care of somebody? He or? didn't. No, he didn't respond the way that uh, you expect a sheriff to, or a deputy sheriff, or okay. whatever. Um, he was there. He was willing, and then when push came to shove, he didn't do his job. Oh shit! So um, 
there's that issue, which, you know, whatever. It, some people just can't handle it or whatever. Um, but when it, when something like that happens, uh, it's kind of kind of terrifying. Um, I also saw something where the it's Broward County with a D at the end. Um, I saw something and grant granted it was on Twitter, so it may not be 100%, but there was research done and it was cited. Um, the fact that, uh, it Broward County Sheriff's office and the schools and stuff are, they're not necessarily corrupt, but, um, they are in, I'll, I'll say they're in cahoots to throw back to a, a fun little phrase. Um, <laughs> basically, and this is all off of, it's someone by the the name of The Last Refuge. Um, it, it says, The Last Refuge is a ragtag bunch of misfits that do not align with political specificity. Um, we share information, seek known truths, and discuss. So kind of their own news. Yeah, and, and they've got sightings like, you know, it says, I spent 18 months in 2012, 2013, 2014 investigating Broward and Miami-Dade school policies and how these policies transfer to law enforcement practices. My interest was initially accidental, discovered untold story of massive scale and, uh, of massive scale and consequences as a result of initial research into Trayvon Martin and his high school life. For those that don't remember, Trayvon Martin was the young African-American man that was uh, like kid, he was what, seventeen. Yeah, who was shot like by um, what's the guy's name? I can't think of it. He was the first one to start yeah. all the, it, he was, uh, was the hands sec- up, don't shoot type. Yeah, shit, it was right? a security guard in Florida that um, thought that he was acting. It was uh, George had, Zimmerman. Yeah, he had uh, like a candy bar or something. That, yeah, that the guy didn't really have any rights to shoot him for. Yeah, but um, so they they start inter- uh, investigating this. Uh, this person says, or this group, this news thing says, what I stumbled upon was a Broward County law enforcement system in a state of conflict. Was that in the same county? Uh, I, I think uh, Trayvon Martin was in Miami-Dade, which is just a little bit south to my okay. knowledge. Um, just, says, huh? It just started it's, them yeah, investigating very, very stuff. very close. And I think the reason why they, and it'll kind of explain it here, them investigating Miami-Dade um, and Trayvon Martin open them up to Broward County a little bit. Um, so uh, the Broward County School Board and District Superintendent in, entered into a political agreement with Broward County law enforcement officials to stop arresting students for crimes. The motive was simple. Uh, the school system administrators wanted to improve their statistics and gain state and federal grant money for improvements therein. So police officials, the very highest officials of law enforcement there, sheriff and police chiefs, entered into a plan. Um, basically it's, and this is a media advisory thing. It says Miami-Dade school police reduces juvenile delinquency by 60%. That's something that, uh, came up in 2012. That was a press release. Uh, this says as soon as Miami-Dade began to receive the benefits, political and financial from the scheme, Broward County joined on. The approach in Broward was identical as the Miami, the approach in Miami-Dade. So basically the police, uh, Police department and the school joined together uh, politically, and then they tried to lower their um, lower the arrest rates and stuff like that of people at the school yeah. for grants and stuff like that. Um, it says my computer would quit lagging behind. Uh, it's important to remember this was not an arbitrary change. This was a well planned fundamental shift in the entire dynamic of how teenagers would be treated when they engage in criminal conduct. 
The primary problem was a policy conflicted with laws, and over time, the policy began to create outcomes where illegal behavior by students was essentially unchecked by law enforcement. Initially, the police were excusing misdemeanor behaviors. However, it didn't take long until felonies, even violent felonies, like armed robberies, assaults, and even worse, were being excused. Just to keep their crime rates down? Stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, So it says the need to continue lowering the arrest year over year meant that increasingly more severe unlawful behavior had to be ignored. Over time, even the most severe of unlawful conduct was being filtered by responding police. So basically, they started to cut the arrest, you know, year one. So, all right, well, we're not going to arrest for Jimmy stealing this or, you know, someone vandalizing this. Yeah. Once those get taken out, well, the next year, they've got to lower them again. So they've got to cut a little bit more. And then it just... So they just kept... It was a... It's like a snowball. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, It says, we found out about it, and the people doing this research, when six cops blew the whistle on several criminal conduct, uh, I'm sorry, on severe criminal conduct, they were being instructed to hide. The sheriff and police chiefs were telling street cops and school cops to ignore ever-worsening criminal conduct. Good God. The police were in a bind. They were encountering evidence of criminal conduct, and yet they had to hide the conduct. There are examples of burglary and robbery where the police had to hide the recovered evidence in order to let the kids get away without reports. The police would take the stolen merchandise and intentionally falsify police records to record stolen merchandise as if they just found it on the side of the road. They put drugs and stolen merchandise in bags and sent it to storage rooms in the police department, never assigning the the recovery to criminal conduct. Stolen merchandise was just sitting in the storage room gathering dust. They couldn't get the stuff back to the victim because that would mean the police would have to explain how they took custody of it. Yeah. So they just hit it. To prove this was happening, one of the officers told me where to look and who the victim was. At first, I didn't believe him. However, after getting information from detectives, cross-referencing police reports, and looking at the found merchandise, that's in in quotes, I'm doing air quotes here, I realized they were telling the truth. A massive internal investigation took place, and the results were buried. Participating in the cover-up were people in the media who were connected to the entire political apparatus. The sheriff and police chief could always deny the violent acts like assaults, rapes, and beatings. Um, be, that They could always deny those violent acts were being ignored. That's why the good guys in the police department gave the evidence of the stolen merchandise. That physical evidence, ev- evidence couldn't be ignored and prove the scheme. From 2012 to 2018, it only got worse. In Broward and Miami-Dade, it is almost impossible for a student to get arrested. The staff within the upper levels of law enforcement... Um, keep track of arrest. When a certain number is reached, all else is excused. What? Yeah. So <laughs> basically, it's monthly. Once a certain number of arrests, There's a have quota. Been, yeah. Once, yeah. Once that certain number has been max or reached, they don't arrest anymore. They just they excuse it. Um, they say it didn't take long for criminal gangs in Broward and Miami Dade to realize the benefit of using students for their criminal activities. After all, the kids would be let go, so organized crime became easier to get away with if they enlisted high school kids. As criminals became more adept at the timing when the offices of the officials, they, well, we, my bad, adapt or adept at the timing within the offices of the officials, they timed their biggest crimes to happen after the monthly maximum arrest quota was made. The most serious of armed robberies, etc., were timed for later in the month or quarter. The really serious crimes were timed in the latter process of the data collection periods. The way, uh, this way, student criminals were almost guaranteed to get away with it. This is a little bit long, but it's crazy to me. Um, 
It says now you can see that entire process gets worse over time. Uh, Present corruption, the need to hide the policy, expands in direct relationship to the corruption before it. This is where the school police come into play. Understanding the risk behind the scheme, it became increasingly important to put the best corrupt cops in the schools. Best isn't the smartest. Um, Those school resource officers became ones who were best at hiding the unlawful conduct. Again, over time, the most corrupt police officers within the system became the police inside the schools. The officers um, were those who were best at skilled at identifying the political objectives and instructions. Let me scroll up a little bit. Uh, Those school cops also have special privileges. It's a great gig. They get free on-campus housing, which is just closing or uh, close to the schools that they're assigned to. Uh, They're crooked as hell, and the criminal kids just know how to play them, basically. It's a game, and it's also an open secret. A lot came out during an earlier internal affairs investigation. Unfortunately, the behavior never changed because the politics never changed, and it's still going on. For years, this has been happening and no one cared. Crimes happen, students excused, victims ignored. The Broward County school and law enforcement system is designed to flow exactly this way. It's politics. And then they posted a picture of the Broward County sheriff's or sheriff with um, Hillary Clinton. So, <laughs> so that's wow. oh, there's more. Oh, really? There's more. It says only then a Parkland school shooting happened. This one with the AR-15 and the 17 uh, kids that were killed. It says, for Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel, this had to be an oh shit moment. But not for the reasons the media, media initially thought. If people start digging, they're going to discover the shooter was one of those previously excused students. The same sentiment Fuck. applies for Sheriff Scott's partner, school superintendent Robert Runcie. I think that's Runcie. It's R-U-N-C-I-E. Previously from Chicago. Things are very risky if people start digging. Let me load more of the replies because we're up to 32 tweets now. Um, <laughs> following a simple timeline, 2011-2012, Broward County School Administration made a policy decision to block the arrests of students in order to improve their education statistics. 2013-2014, there's praise for the program, and there's a link for it as well. Uh, that comes on. It's WLRN.org. You know, South Florida joins White House. So these guys are... Uh they're fact. They're giving you stuff to fact check this oh, yeah. as well. And they like they go through all this, and then at the very end, they have one tweet where it's like, "These are all the sources." Okay. Um, then uh, it says, "2017 program continues, still chasing year over year reductions. Worse and worse crimes are being excused." And it's publicsource.org. It says these districts fought um, the school to prison pipeline. Blah blah blah. blah. 2018 Parkland shooting, 17 dead. Uh, political cop or the school resource officer, a coward from shooter. He's now retiring. They suspended him. He resigned. He had enough time to where now he can retire. So that that's happens. insane. Yeah. Oh, that's such a big picture. My computer's so slow. <laughs> okay, My so, internet's so slow. Yeah. That's the well, problem. Then it says, uh, you know, 36, which is technically the last tweet. Um, it says, I will give testimony, provide names, outline dates, and give all prior records to any lawyer for use in a wrongful death lawsuit, so long as their intent would be to financially ruin the entire system and personally bankrupt the participants. And then it says end, and it's got a picture of um, Matthew McConaughey from, I believe it's uh, True Detective, where he says, start asking the right fucking questions. Yeah. That's, man, that seems to be what this world is now, or this country, is everything so politically driven that yeah. there are certain things that just 
get by, you know? And that's, uh, like you said, that's, it just snowballs into something and something else. And, well, um, well, what this is, and this, it's right after all this, he goes, now the story behind this tweet from Jake Tapper, who works at CNN, will make more sense. And Jake Tapper's tweet says, this is horrific. And then, quote, says, in November, a tipster, tipster called uh, Broward Sheriff's Office to say the shooter, I'm not going to say his name, uh, could be a school shooter in the making, but deputies did not write up a report on that warning. It came just weeks after a, retel- a relative called, urging Broward Sheriff's Office to seize his weapons. They didn't do anything because they were trying to lower the number of arrests for students there. Yeah, so basically political drive is what didn't cause this, but it could have prevented this whole issue. That's insane. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's something that I haven't heard. Um, I have not heard of a, any of that, actually. Um, did you see where CNN's hired actor got caught? See, and I've heard there's a few conspiracy theories going on. Yeah, and that might be a conspiracy. He that it's a theory based. I mean, because there's people that are like you know, obviously CNN's hopping on this. Yeah, CNN is a liberal leaning, liberal falling um, media organization, and they're they're for gun control and they're for gun control reform and things like that. And there's a lot of people that are like. Again, it's it's kind of like this whole like divisive bullshit that's going on. Where if you question anything, um, what's this for? Oh, sure, clean your screen. Uh, anyway, if if you question anything, then you're heartless and stuff like that. And it's like you've got these kids now that are granted they went through something horrific. Yeah, one hundred percent they went some through something horrific. However, just because I go through a tornado and i live through it that doesn't mean that i have the education and the know-all to cause change or you know to educate people on like tornado safety and stuff like that yeah that's where my issue is with everything and there's some videos going around like there was one that they they said you know we want tougher mental health checks and tougher background checks i'm all for that but then they complete like people that are trying to get gun control change and gun control reform shoot themselves in the foot by not being educated. Because right after this young girl said that, she then said, I want it to I want it to be harder uh, to get an AR-15 than just walking into a warehouse and buying one for $115 or $110. Yeah, I saw that. I've never seen an AR-15 for that cheap. No. I've never I, seen a pistol for that cheap. No. You can get them fairly cheap. Um, you can get them for, what, $600, $700, depending on what brand and yeah. quality. You can and, get a cheap-ass gun. Well, and then people but, that think that AR and AR-15 stands for assault rifle? Yeah. Good God, that annoys the fuck out of me. Well, that goes back to the media thing. But what I'm talking about yeah. with the the kid that... Um, yeah, where he... That was scripted, apparently. Yes, he, he it was scripted, and, and he had multiple takes. I, yeah. I saw a video where he, he did like five or six or seven takes on just a couple... Yeah, I did see that. A couple things. And, you know, part of that... Yeah, they're going to format what they want you to say. Well, it's, it's a major news media. Yeah. I fully understand that. But um, at the same time, how are how are we supposed to believe what's going on if you're, you know, if, if, you're, filtering, if you're scripted and yeah. being told what to say? That That's what frustrated, 
Frustrated. You say it like Chris. Have you ever heard Chris say it? Uh, Sounds like he says frustrated. Like really? flustered and frustrated. <laughs> I don't know if it's just the way I hear it, but I, I swear to God he says it. Damn it, Chris. Chris, text us if you still listen to this. Does he listen to this? I don't, know. I don't have a clue. But that's what frustrates me about it is uh, a interview like that should not be scripted. I could see why but, they would just because like what that kid just went through and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you want if you want credibility, then don't let don't have more than one take. Yeah. Well, supposedly that kid was in a couple other interviews for God, I can't remember what else it was. It was some other tragedy mm-hmm. and it's the same exact kid in it. And I don't know if it was the same area. I, I don't remember the whole side of it. But I also saw this as Facebook news, so it could be a hundred percent incorrect. But when they were pushing that there's been eighteen school shootings already this year. Oh no, I saw that and it's not true. It's wait. It, yeah, that, there that hasn't 18, been eighteen. Yeah, yeah, well what they were the stats that they were showing were very conditional things. It was shootings near schools. Um, some of it was like a bullet hit a school window, yeah. but it was a stray bullet from somewhere else. Yep. Uh, some of it was, and I didn't understand this, some kind of, somebody, I think, reached into an officer's belt and pulled the trigger on his rifle. Yeah, what happened is uh, kid, or or, uh, a guy was sitting on the bench, uh, an officer was, and a third grader pulled the trigger while the uh, pistol was still holstered. Yeah. So it fired into the ground. It wasn't a, you know, obviously it wasn't a, a hit. It wasn't actually what I would consider an active school shooting. But there was a shot at yeah. school, and that counted. Um, there was a suicide in a parking lot in a closed school yeah. that was considered a school shooting. So, And if you look at that website, um, that website is also run by, it's like um, Mothers Against, what is it called? It's basically like Mothers Against or mother's for gun control. Oh, okay. Um, so that number is a very um, skewed number, skewed or political. Whichever side of the politic you want to sit on is very political. Yeah. So that's the problem with mainstream news. That's the problem with any news right now. Is they're going to be going to be leaning one one way or the other, and you really have to. It's one mom's of the, demand action is the. Uh, um, organization that oh, is God. also in that. Dude, there's so many different like moms against stuff. I didn't realize. I just searched <laughs> like mothers against. Go ahead and anyone that's listen, do mothers against and you'll mothers against drunk driving, mothers against dairy, um, <laughs> mothers against police brutality, mothers against meth, m- mothers against circ. They need to just put all this into one website with just subcategories. Mothers against hard rock, mothers against Maddox. Mothers Against Senseless Killings. Maddox. I have no fucking clue. I don't know what Maddox is. About to find out, I guess. <laughs> but um, the nah. what I was saying is uh, the problem with mainstream news is that you need to, honestly, to get somewhat of a truth, you almost have to listen to both both news sides. You know, you got to listen to the left and the right, and it's very hard to do that. For one, you're listening to the same story multiple times in different, yeah. in different ways, but you're also... Like, let's say you lean to the right. Most of the time, if you if you're like me and get most of your news from like fake articles on Facebook and shit, <laughs> but <laughs> but generally you only see one side, and yeah. it it depends who your friends are and what they share. So I've got one friend. Uh, we'll leave him my name, but we were just talking about him. Uh, he posts 
extremely politically uh, Republican. Oh. He's super Republican. Very, very heavy Republican. And if you were to, say, post a uh, Democratic article that made complete sense, uh, it wouldn't even matter what the article's about, but if it came from CNN, he would completely say that it was wrong just because it's a CNN article. Hmm. And that really, like, you know, there's truth to everything, some amount. So, yeah, I don't know. You just kind of have to fall somewhere in the middle when it comes to actually listening to news reports. I would suggest Reddit for some people, too. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of... uh um, there's a lot of news available on Reddit and, um, it doesn't necessarily come from, uh, mainstream. News. It's, it's not necessarily like CNN or anything like that. It's a lot of it is very, as far neutral as you can be really. Yeah. I've, I've pitched him a lot, but Philip DeFranco always does a pretty good job about post, you know, throwing out facts neutrally and not trying to lean political with it. Um, if you're looking for some kind of new stuff, look him up. I have not watched any of his videos on this shooting. That's a shock. I actually haven't been. Well, I haven't we watched any of his videos well, on the water. We weren't scheduled to talk while. about this. This is just something that kind of came up and yeah. we're talking about it. So. <laughs> but it's uh, tragic. I do not. When it comes to guns and stuff, um, I, I'm not an advocate for gun control. I do agree that there should be. Um, possibly further background checks or things like that. I'm, I'm so perfectly difficult. fine with that. Like, because what and it got turned, it got denied in uh, Florida this yeah. past week. Is uh, they did they declined going to even debate gun control, and what they were declining to debate was the ban of semi-automatic rifles. Yeah, if you did that, there's several hunting rifles that are in that as well. Exactly. People see the AR-15 and they immediately think, well, that's a military weapon. Well, it's not. Nobody in the military carries an AR-15. Yeah, no. It's Nobody a, does. It's just a form of a military rifle. It's and a sporting it's, rifle. Yeah. Um, the problem with that, though, is let's say they banned every semi-automatic rifle. Fuck it. Do it. Uh, that's still not going to take away a pistol that yeah. you can put uh, whatever the big clips yeah, are that wrap drums. around. Yeah, the drum yeah. clip. You can put that on any semi-automatic pistol and do mm-hmm. just as much damage as you can with a rifle. Yeah. Especially in a school school scenario, is is way too close. So, um, I don't think that you can. The solution to this is not gun control. I don't think. I just think it's it's like, I guess the word would be gun reform. Yeah. Um, because it's not necessarily just like saying, um, oh, let's ban everything. Let's ban this. Let's ban that. It it's l- taking good look at it and getting a a good idea of what would work and what would be effective as far as making sure that people don't have to worry about this. Yeah. You know, there's people that are like, oh, well, it worked in Australia. They they did a gun buyback system. It's like, but Australia didn't have as many guns as we have. Like, they had, I, I believe it was like seven or 800,000 guns. Is it? That's all they had. In, <laughs> That's uh, what's in Oklahoma. Yeah, like there's <laughs> That's upwards probably of, less than what's in Oklahoma. I think that they've done like estimates on it and there's literally one gun per either one gun per person in the United States or more than one gun per person. Yeah. Which is over 300 million guns. Well, that's insane because if you look at, well, let's, uh, 
I've got a my wife's family member worked at a gun store. Uh, you can't walk in any room in her house without there being a gun in there. You may not know that there's a gun in mm-hmm. there, but there's a gun in, in basically every room in her house, and then plus God knows how many. I mean, she's yeah. having to buy more and more and more safes just to keep up with it. Yeah. And, you know, people like that make up for, you know, somebody who's got one one or none, no guns, right. you know. I know, um, which we live in Oklahoma, and <laughs> Oklahoma's a little bit different, but there's plenty of people that have 15, 20, 30 guns, you know, Same and it's, yeah, it's, it's very, it's common, yeah. you know. If you don't, honestly, I know... I know one person that does not own a gun, and the only reason he doesn't, he he really has no reason to not own a gun. He just doesn't own one because, I think, because he's never owned one. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, he works and oh. he works with us. You wouldn't know him. See, Older guy, but... Te- technically, I don't own a gun. There's really? a gun in our house, but it's not mine. Technically, it's Rachel's. It's just a shotgun. Yeah. And it's something that her dad gave us, and it's strictly for... Like home protection, home defense. Well, I mean, if you look at it, um, I haven't shot, let's see, I haven't shot a gun in maybe a year. No, mm-hmm. I've shot once or twice, but no, yeah. no, nothing major. I don't, Whenever I didn't I, get invited. Yeah, I don't shoot often. It's, it's not like, you know, it's not even a hobby for me to own guns. Yeah. But I own five or six myself. See, like the most fun that, I've had shooting, like shooting skeet and stuff like that is fun with a shotgun. That's cool. But um, I shot, my brother-in-law has um, an AK, technically. Um, and then uh, Shane let me shoot his AR-15. Yeah. That was the most fun. Like, uh, I don't know what it is, but it, it's just, it, it's fun to do it. It's, yeah. It's not anything that's like a lot of people that don't understand guns or stuff like that. People are blaming the NRA and stuff. They say it's. It's like they're making up for like small penis and stuff. It's like, no, it's just it's fun. Like those people that have that are saying stuff like that have never gone out and gone like sports shooting or anything like yeah. that because it, it actually is kind of fun. Well, it's the same thing as um, well. My brother, when he was getting married, he's he's a big gun advocate, and when he was getting married, every one of his pictures, everyone like in the bridal party had a gun in it. The photographer, yeah, I know. But the photographer was terrified of guns. Like, I mean, just flat out terrified that somehow she was going to get shot. Who was it? Uh, I, I asked Dakota her name the other day, and we can't remember. No. I'll ask who I think it is. I don't think she's around here anymore. Nah. She was kind of a like a random person. She was good, mm-hmm. but um, I'd never seen her before or heard of her, if I remember right. But uh, she was terrified the entire time. The entire time all those guns were out. She was flat out terrified. And I mean, to give her credit, there were plenty of assault or not assault rifles. There were plenty of uh, ARs or AKs. Yeah. But there were also pistols there. I mean, Mm -hmm. everything that you can think of was there. And she was terrified of it. She literally almost wouldn't take the pictures. Rachel's got a coworker, old coworker that is like that. Her her husband uh, is a Marine. And uh, they, she was like, "Hey, this is the pistol. You know, this is a pistol. If you need it, because uh, you know, living in Lawton, you're, yeah, you may need it." Uh, she was like, "Hey," or he goes, "Hey, this is 
this is how it works. If someone comes in, grab the gun. And she was literally shaking whenever it was out. She's like, if someone comes in, I'm going to run. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense. You're like, I, I don't know. A different mindset, I guess. It's It just blows my mind. Well, uh, Dakota, she's pretty, I, she's kind of afraid of guns. What the hell? And I've tried to, you know, show her plenty of ways. You know, we've both of us been through a concealed carry class. We don't have our concealed carry because we didn't send off the stuff. Good But Lord. we've both been through the gun safety class for it and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I mean, we've been trained professionally to... Um, carry yeah or trained by Mm. a professional we're not professionally (laughs) trained but um to carry and handle firearm. yeah to check that they're cleared and everything like that and she's still afraid to you know handle guns that's weird and it's it's not just like she's afraid of a gun kicking she's just she doesn't really want to be around guns Hmm. and i understand like being afraid of being shot by one yeah uh, but not one in your own hands but I mean, David can take a twenty-two or some shit like that. Might so. be able to. We'll find out. <laughs> as long as it ain't a fifty cal into a book. Oh, like yeah, the phone book. Yeah, uh, that's reference kids. to some idiot YouTubers that thought they were going to make a viral video of shooting a Desert Eagle, which is a fifty cal pistol, mm. into a, a large phone book, and it went straight through and killed the kid. But um, yeah, Good don't Lord. do that. But uh, other than that, I don't. Could you ever see gun control working? Like, it, let's say every person that owned a gun legally said, fuck it, take my gun. No, I don't see them doing that because then you've got those people that own the gun illegally that now are like, fuck yeah, who's well, who's going to stop them? Yeah. That's the thing. Well, the other thing is guns aren't, and this should be a thing, but guns aren't documented very well. Yeah, I agree Because you can... Hell, I've done it. You can buy a, a gun or a rifle from, mm-hmm. let's say you were selling your shotgun. Yep. I could buy it from you, and there is no paperwork on that, yep. nothing at all. To me, I think that whenever you purchase a gun, it should be registered. I, that's one thing. Like, And there are people that say, well, you shouldn't have to register your gun because then the government knows who yeah. they're going to, whatever. I think that you should have to register your weapon, and if you ever sell it, then yourself and whoever you're selling it to need to go in somewhere. There and, should be a title it, transfer. Yeah, title transfer just like a vehicle, yeah. and I'm totally fine with that. I agree with that. Uh, yes, the government could track you, but that's kind of – part of owning a firearm yeah and i think that the title transfer needs to like there needs to be just like i'm buying from a a gun shop there needs to be that process done before i can transfer that title to the other individual yeah i think that that should be something like you should have fuck it go to the gun shop and have them run the background check and then transfer it to them and then they can transfer it to the individual yeah do it that way there's there's different ways to go about it um I, I just don't see it happening. Basically, soon. it's a legal black market, you know, yeah. and that's I don't think that that should be possible. But at the same time, the only reason titles and stuff like that are done on vehicles correctly is so that you can insure them and all that. And so the so, government can get a cut. Yeah. But if Bunch of when it comes to guns and stuff, you know, is something that's going to sit in my closet. Why would you? need proof of owning that type yeah. of thing what why would you need a title to a gun yeah and i think that's probably there'd be too big of a black market side of it but that could be a solution you know just start titling yeah and they all have serial numbers anyways mm-hmm. so why aren't we tracking them see because then like you could go like in the instance of say someone breaks in your house and you shoot them like if you own that gun illegally then that 
to me, that's a problem. That that's a problem. So if you have it registered, obviously, like keep the title at your house, whatever. Yeah, You're, you shouldn't be taking your goddamn gun. Some people that are trying to ruin it for people are the people that do the open carry bullshit. Like you've seen it in, I think Oregon was one of them where they're just walking around with like SMGs and assault rifles on their back. And yeah, like, waiting. What are you doing? Literally waiting for cops to come talk to them. Ow. Look, that was my foot in case people heard that. Um, but yeah, I, that shit irritates the fuck out of me. Yeah, like, I don't I don't agree with yeah. exercising your open carry laws yeah. or which that's you fucking know, retarded. That's fuck is whatever you want to do, I guess, but yeah. you know, fucking dumb. What they're trying to do is start fights with with some amount of law enforcement. Yeah. And uh, dude, those videos irritate the fuck out of me. <laughs> me too. I'm always like, you're such a little pretentious cockhead, dude. Well, because all they do is sit around and, and uh, start quoting the the what they think is in the Constitution. Yeah, the Constitution and all that. Oh, so. it's my constitutional right. According to this book, this law, this code, it's like, dude, you're not going to win. Like, why? What's what, the what point? is the point of walking around with a fucking AK in the middle of the street? Like, I saw a video where there's a uh, one guy that lives in a pretty liberal area Mm -hmm. and he gets on a bike every day (laughs) every single day straps a ar on his back and then rides his bike through the whole neighborhood just to and i feel like all it is is stirring it up yeah that's all it does but at the same time they're if people were uh exposed to weapons enough they wouldn't be so afraid of them you know but i don't know there's there's a lot of stuff but i think uh, obviously it'd take hundreds, probably hundreds of years to actually get it right. But mm-hmm. if you were to t- start titling weapons and things like that, yeah, you know, that, that could be a small solution to yeah, it. People that are expecting change, like the, the kids from this high school, they're expecting change like immediately. So yeah. it's like, good luck with that. It's not going to happen. There's so many firearms in the country that even if you were able to start the process of documenting them all, first off, there's people that aren't going to go in. Yeah. You know, if if I had 50 guns in my house, no one's going to know it until I either want them to know it yeah. or some crazy shit happens in my house. Well, yeah, and even at that, let's say a person owns three ARs. Mm-hmm. Um, practically, one's for home defense, one's for medium range, uh, like coyotes or something, mm-hmm. and then you've got one set up for long range whatever, yeah. vermin. Um Vermin. <laughs> But you don't have to, uh, let's say you did that and you didn't register your your home defense one. Mm-hmm. Well, if you were to shoot somebody in your house, you hide that home defense one and you just say you shot them with, you know, the they short know. range or whatever. You could have three weapons of the same thing, even if they just shoot the same uh, bullet. They'd know. Would they, though? There's ways to tell. I guess rifling, but... You would go to your, like, it's basically, it gets down to ballistics and stuff like that where they Yeah, but tell. would they go that far just, like, in a home defense type scenario? If there was, like, a murder and stuff like that, maybe. I mean, but they, if it was a home defense... They may. And you've, you're proving that you you own this rifle, why would they check the rifling and things like that? They may. That, that may be something, again, we're all kind of, we're kind of speaking hypothetical, but yeah. if it comes down to, you know, you've got to register it and you've got to show your title for whatever firearm... Um, maybe it's like after every incident with that firearm, it gets tested back to whatever, you know, bullet and stuff like that. That could be something that ensures that they do get. That's true. Um, I see that being a more expensive process. I do too. Yeah. That's, (laughs) but yeah, probably get half assed a lot. But if let's Mm -hmm. say every third or every fifth incident, 
uh, gets proven and, and a gun t- gets taken away, that's one gun. That's one unregistered gun. Yeah. That's taken away, you know, and that would turn out to be a lot by the end of it. Yeah. Also, on the other hand, um, if every person owned a gun, I wouldn't walk into somebody else's house that owns a gun. That's that's my thing. It's like, it, it's not necessarily a gun problem. It's a people problem. Yeah. Because these same guns were available. Uh, the AR-15 was developed in, I want to say it was like the 50s. Yeah, something like that. Um, and mass shootings didn't really become a huge thing until first one that I can remember is 1999's Columbine. And that was taken out with pistols, I believe. There was one in at UT at one point. Oh, yeah. Well, that and one that was, was way back in the day. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't a semi-auto rifle. Uh, it, it was uh, technically a semi-auto rifle, was, but the magazine was only three bullets. Oh, okay. Um, but that dude got up in the tower at the <laughs> University of Texas. Uh, I believe he was a Vietnam vet uh, and kind of went off, off the rails and killed like 20 people. That's insane. So, yeah, that's something I'd never even heard of until... Looking up stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, some of yeah. this stuff came up. Yeah. But see, like Columbine, um, during that time, uh, all semi-automatic rifles were banned. Really? Yeah. There was a ban from, it was, I forget what it's called. Um, there was a specific ban on assault rifles from, I want to say it was like 94 to 2004 or something like that. Um, let me see. Either way, that didn't take guns off the street. Yeah. And that's uh, that's the problem. I mean, I've bought weapons and sold them that, you know, if, let's say I I did buy it brand new. So a gun that I bought brand new, I did all the paperwork, I did all the background stuff, I had that, and then I sold it to somebody else. Well, that gun's in my name, if, if they keep up with that stuff. I don't know yeah. if they do. But that gun's in my name, and that's been, I, hell, I sold that years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know... How many owners have had that gun since? So, yeah. it's so that ban that I was talking about is the federal assault weapons ban. Um, it was officially the Public and Safety Recreational Firearms Use Protection Act. Um, it was a ten-year ban was passed by Congress September thirteenth, ninety-four, um, and it expired September thirteenth, two thousand four. So it was a ten-year ban, basically. Yeah, ten-year ban, and uh, it. It was literally just a federal assault weapons ban, and Columbine still happened there. So yeah. it's uh, just like that shows that stuff can still happen. Yeah. I don't know that there's a, there is no immediate solution to this. No. Nah. But a, a way to help with this is to protect yourself. Now, what another uh, solution that I saw that people say could help is. Just putting metal detectors in every in mm. every school, but the problem with doing that is, let's say you put a, a metal detector in two of the main doorways at a school, you, you still a, got so many side doors and things like that. Well, that's why you keep those locked. You, but do you think a metal detector is really going to prevent someone if they want to get in there? No, but what I'm saying that's is, my thing. yeah, but um, like just at the school that I grew up and went to. Even if the door's locked, somebody can open it and let somebody in. Mm-hmm. So it's, and I, God, what is there? There's probably six or seven side doors to our, you know, that tiny yeah. school. So it's, it's way too possible for that to pre- prevent everything. But like you said, um, if somebody knowing that there's a metal detector, you're obviously not going to try to take a gun through a metal detector. You'll just shoot. And then go through and yeah. it's not going to stop you. You've also got the problem of uh, 
being able to 3D print guns now, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know how they handle. I know, I know there's been a couple that have actually handled a few bullets, but I don't think you can 3D print well, there, strong enough to handle like a mass shooting. There was a dude in Australia, whenever they did that buyback where he had made three shotguns, he made them himself and he actually sold them back. Really? And uh, they look real janky, like super janky, but they obviously worked if he got money and like he was able to do a buyback with them. But yeah, it's just crazy. Like one solution, well, one possible solution. And it's kind of crazy the fact that we're even having to talk about this in today. Because <laughs> like whenever we were down in uh, Austin, Rachel, myself, for my cousin's wedding, we watched Thor. I think I talked to you. I know for sure I talked to Kyle about it, but we were sitting there watching um, Thor in the movie theater, and I I found myself like, what if someone busts up in here and decides to shoot? And it's it's crazy that that thought is passing through my mind as I'm sitting there watching a movie. You know, uh, I actually had that thought the other day. We went and watched uh, Black Panther. No, but you're in Duncan Man this time. Well, point being, I had that thought. Yeah. (laughs) And you want to know why? Because where we sat, there was a woman right in front of us off to the, like, one seat off to the side, literally sitting there talking to herself the whole movie. She was all by herself. Mm. And me and Dakota are, like, you know, side glancing this chick, like, what the fuck is she Maybe doing? she had, like, Google glasses on she was talking to her she was watching the movie with. <laughs> it was just, know. it was uh, odd. We think that she'd already watched it, and she was kind of, like... Quoting it? Quoting it. And talking or discuss- about yeah. it? Yeah. Because, yeah, I can see like, that. literally the main point in the movie, like... People are dying. Shit's going on. Mm-hmm. She got up and went and got popcorn. No, it's like like 10 or 15 minutes yeah. left in the movie. And I don't she trust got people up. like that. Nah, fucking weird. What's funny is uh, whenever we watched Jurassic World, Jurassic, whatever the newest one was, um, yo, I thought somebody was dying in the row next to us <laughs> because he was breathing so loud. And then turns out he was like falling asleep and waking back up and his wife was having to wake him up. And <laughs> I was literally like, oh my, like we I, had, we had somebody behind ridiculous. us. It was, uh, like mouth breathing. No, they were snorting or smelling, ha- hawking up shit sinuses. Oh, that's the worst. Oh my God. It, he didn't even, he, it, whoever did not even do it until the last, like, like last 30 minutes of the movie. Mm. And Dakota pointed out. I didn't hear it. Then Dakota pointed out, and I was like, "Oh my!" And then it was constant from there. That's. I mean, oh, it was terrible. But we were at the point where, had it not been the end of the movie, we were about to turn around and just fucking give him the stare. Like, come on, dude. (laughs) No, but um, that's a bad joke. But on side note, getting away from shooting, gun control, all the other stupid shit. uh, Black Panther, pretty dope, man. I'm not a very good movie critic. I will never say that I will or that I am because I'm not very good at storytelling. No spoilers because like I don't want to hear shit because no. we still haven't been able to go watch it. Michael B. Jordan is dope in it, man. He is, you know, he's always a good actor. Ah, see, yes. Questionable to me. Really? He bugs me sometimes, man. Why? He just does. Like in Friday Night Lights, granted, yeah, it was a little early in his uh, acting career. Friday yeah. Night Lights, he kind of bothered me. Really? Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I can see that. I didn't like him in some of it. And then... Um, he kind of pulled back a little Vince, though. Not going to lie. Because uh, he... Well, he's, he's the, the... bad guy? He's the bad guy that has kind of something... A chip on his shoulder. Yeah. You know, he's kind of got that I don't give a fuck Which is just mindset. like Vince in Friday Night Lights. Yeah. yeah. So he kind of pulls some of that back, but dude, he's fucking ripped. His... Yeah. uh. What are these traps? His traps 
were well. They talked about gigantic. that at the uh, Celebrity All Star Game for really? NBA. Um, they I asked, missed that game. Uh, the well, NBA celebrity. game was really good. Yeah, uh, surprisingly, but, I missed both of them. But. Yeah, the Celebrity All Star. They asked him about it because you know he got into shape for Creed too, and he was like, honestly, you know, this was a little bit easier just because you know. All the boxes, there was more cardio and stuff for boxing. Yeah, all he did was bulk for this. Yeah, he said this. I just ate a lot and lifted heavy, and he was like, that's what you see. That's it. He's <laughs> like, I, I can do this all the time. He looked dope. Um, I, they're super gay. Like the, the panther suits kind of bugged me because it, it mm-hmm. went back to CGIing a lot of it. Wow. Like the masks coming on and off. Man. And, which they do that with um, Iron Man. Iron Man yeah. and stuff like that. Which, that's par- partially because we're spoiled to Ryan, Ryan Reynolds making sure shit's right at this point. But yeah. um, some of the that stuff is dope. But there's I saw an article today that was the same thing that me and Dakota were talking about. There's a side character in this. And I'm not even going to... I don't even know what his name was or anything. But he was really good in the parts that he was in. Mm-hmm. And it's very like influential to, to it. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty dope. But uh, the whole storyline was pretty cool. Like I said, Michael B. Jordan, he he looks dope the whole time. He's very, uh, he's kind of got the comedy relief, but there's another villain in there that's more of a comedy relief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know any more about this movie, Matt. <laughs> I'm just saying. We've been trying to schedule this for like a week after you went and watched it without telling any of the other friends. So I was... I would say it's it was last minute, but it was kind of half ass last minute because oh, yeah. well we were gonna go and we were gonna text everybody and then mm-hmm. we had to go to my parents' house. Oh no! And when we went to my parents' house, we were almost late to the movie because of it. Crazy, but, you know whatever. Fuck phone you. still works when you're running late, Matt. But anyways, that movie theater that it's in in Duncan, I wouldn't suggest going and going to that one because we were talking about this the other day and we got off subject. Something is wrong with that screen because we've noticed it the past two or three movies that we went to in that particular room where um, like the edges of, let's say, the shoulders and stuff, one side's yellow and one side's blue. So it's almost like the 3D effects or whatever are on there and they're not supposed to be. Yeah, what it is, um, they've changed all their screens to, now it's actually a silver screen. Um, I used to work at the movie theater whenever they switched. There was like theater one and six. It's only six screens. Yeah. Um, got the updated actual screen itself and it's actually silver, whereas all the other ones were still white and all that stuff. Um, but then there's also something that goes in front of the uh, like, projector. Yeah. And it's basically just like a, a small like lens or... Um, it's almost like a filter that yeah. goes in front of it, and it separates it into the two different images. Sometimes that gets pushed down when it's not supposed to. Um, also, sometimes the uh, you know maybe the wrong movie could have gotten loaded. It could have been the 3D version, but you would have noticed that it had been really blurry. Yeah, it wasn't real blurry. Um, but and then there's also uh, what they call scope and flat, which is kind of like your two different um, formats for watching. Uh-huh. Uh, scope is a little bit bigger. It's made for. Um, made for the bigger screens really and flat is made for uh, it's theater two and five which is um all the way on the left and then to the right is uh theater two and then all the way on the right and then to the left is theater five that's, well, smaller that's the ones. one so um those are supposed to be flat and sometimes i've seen that where they put them in scope and then they don't have it zoomed in right and over the curtains on the edge yeah you can see it was it. that yeah so you could see it and i've Last time we went in there, we watched oh we watched that uh, Maze Runner movie. Uh huh. Um, and it the was the newest one. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, and it was over the edge a little bit. 
and we told them and I don't think it ever got fixed. So we went and complained, uh, whatever the last movie was, it was real bad. Like Mm -hmm. the colors were off and everything, like I said, and we went and complained. I think Dakota went three times and they never fixed it. And they didn't even like, they didn't offer a refund or anything. And it was so bad that obviously you can watch it, but it was bugging the fuck out of us. And I guess because we were the only ones complaining, they didn't do anything about it. But the, like, we could tell even in previews because anything that had a black background to white lettering, the colors were all kinds of crazy yeah. around the edges. And obviously that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, and you'll see a little bit of yellow um, on, um, you said white white lettering, black background? Yeah. Yeah, you'll see a little bit of discoloration on there. Have you ever seen how they make the different colors no. uh, for white and black? You need to watch it's the, the slow-mo guys or whatever on YouTube. Uh-huh. Uh, they actually looked at like an old CRT TV, and then they uh, looked at all the different new uh, qualities and new additions of TVs. It's fucking nuts. They get in on the screen and show you each different little um, pixel and stuff and how it lights up and how it makes the color. Yeah. Highly recommend that. Huh. Yeah, that um, I think our complaint is that we know something's wrong with that screen or yeah. however they have it set up. Something is wrong, mm-hmm. and they're not fixing it. Because we elected to not do the 3D just because uh, I don't like wearing glasses for that kind of it, yeah, time frame. Yeah, it gives me a headache. Yeah. So because of that, we went to the 2D, and it was just fucked up just enough to bug you. And then, you know, you start watching for that, and... It really takes away from the picture of it, the quality, because a movie, you know, all that stuff's filmed on 35 millimeter stuff still for the most part. And, you know, that shit shouldn't be there. That that should be a very crisp view. Everything should be perfect. And I don't like going to this movie theater because the sound system's not great. Oh, my God. The sound system sucked in this. Especially the smaller ones. The smaller ones are terrible. They just... From what I understand, they had their sound system redone recently, but it's still not great. It's like it's super quiet during the movie. And to me, if I'm watching a movie, I don't want to be able to hear people talking yeah. whenever there's sound going on. And that happens a lot at the theater here. In well, town. and uh, you can hear sound from the other ones, which mm-hmm. I understand that. There's a loud ass movie going on a wall between you, there's going to be some sound yeah. transfer. But um, this art theater just needs to bump it up. Like, yeah. the, AMC just bought them out. So yeah. maybe it happens. I don't know. But like you said, you know, because of the pricing and the scenario that our theater's in because of the rent or whatever the fuck yeah. it is, tickets are super expensive there. Yeah. Well, and there's they, it may change now that AMC bought them, but whenever it was uh, Carmike, which is who used to own them, they were technically in the market where they're competing against theaters in Lawton. Oh, okay. So as those as those prices go up, the prices here in town would go up. One thing that they that our town could have done, and it happened in Stillwater. Uh, Stillwater started a petition to get a new movie theater in town. Really? And, yeah. Uh, in the Carmike that was there was actually the district office of the Carmike in Oklahoma. They cut their prices. Their tickets were cheaper than ours. Their all their concession was like half the price of what was in town here. <laughs> and uh, it's just because if they didn't do it, then there was going to be another theater, and they would have got shut down real quick. That needs to happen in Duncan. Uh, we've got two theaters. One's the car or whatever it is now, AMC. Yeah. And another one's a really old one that they're cheap. They're super cheap, but they're really outdated. They're more of a, I don't know. They're the discount theater is what they're, yeah. there's only two screens. Their popcorn's pretty good though. I haven't been there in so long. I, I, their seats were better last time I went. I mean, they were old and mm. broke in, but 
you know, they were rocking yeah. and shit like that. So that's why I'm spoiled with like going to the yeah. going to the Warren and even going to uh, the Patriot in Lawton now. Well, yeah, that's where we've been going. Yeah, is just going over to the Patriot because it's a new AMC too, right? Yep, and it's it's dope. But yeah. ours sucks. Ours sucks yeah, so bad. Get an upgrade. Get with that AMC. I'm gonna write AMC an email and be like, "Yo, why you suck so bad for?" <laughs> Maybe Duncan needs to do a petition. We should. Fuck so, it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it'll ever happen, but uh, maybe, maybe not. Um, so, 